Hello. This is Adrian Chenault sitting in for Tom Chenault, who walked off of the set about 45 seconds before the show was about to start and is nowhere to be seen. But I'm assuming he will be back at some point. You are with us on the Network Marketing Leadership Show. Oh, my gosh. Sounds got sound effects. You need a, you need a license to operate that thing. But we are going to have a great, great show today. So thank you so much for being here. And we are just so excited because this guy is one of our favorite guests. I don't know. This is probably like the fifth or sixth time we've had you on the show, which I think, you know, like on Saturday Night Live, after you've hosted a certain number of times, there's like this special exclusive club. So I think that that's uh, that's what we've got to create for the Sean G. Murphy Club. How cute is that? We are. We're going to have some fun today. So there he is. Hello, Tom. I can't believe I'm late. I have been sitting on the edge of the chair for hours getting ready for this show. (laughs) And before we do that, we want to give a a big shout out to our good friend, J.W. Wilson, who just wrote this tremendous book from the head called Cracking the Learning Code. The science uh, that is transforming the world on how the world learns, motivates, and changes behaviors. So he wrote this book from the head, and it is going to be an Amazon bestseller. But I don't know that it's going to outrun the best-selling book from the heart by Adrian Chenault. So this is pretty cool. Here's JW's book. It is quite thick, 739 pages from the head. It's about the brain. And that is the book. So this thing is going to be an Amazon bestseller. I am positive of it. But then again, you get another book written by Adrian Chenault. And this one is written from the heart. And it is a, it is slightly less thick. But I will tell you, that's the difference between your head and your heart. And I want you to think about that a little bit because I want you to use a whole lot more heart and a whole lot less head. But if there's anybody on the planet that can merge the two together, it's Sean Murphy. I am really good on this side of the equation, like really bad to the bone good. I am terrible on this side of the equation. And Sean Murphy is the perfect mixture between the two of them. That's why I love him so much. Perfect segue, wouldn't you say, Adrian? Genius. I am so worth, sorry. I'm worth late. the laugh. It was all the promotion, all the production, <laughs> the whole shot. I, I the, the reason I could not find it is because I am telling you, there's $100 bills all upstairs, just un- everywhere. Everywhere you turn, there's a $100 bill. And I saw I'm going upstairs and I'm just going through $100 bills like it's going out of style to find one of these books because everybody steals these, not the money. So there was only one left in the hole upstairs. That's why I was late. I had to have it to prove that point up. So anyway, that's the whole story. What do you think? That's a tremendous radio story. Let yes, me tell you. it's just not true, but pretty doggone good. <laughs> Hello, Sean Murphy. How are you, buddy? Outstanding, gentlemen. Thank you, thank you, thank you. For all those that will never get a chance to say thank you to all of the Chenaults, uh, including the pretty ones that are not on screen. Uh, thank you to all of you. And um, for those that will uh, never get a chance to say thank you to you because of the impact you made in other people's lives. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Love you guys bunches. We feel real good about that, too. And we do believe that we we serve a need in a very, very, very big profession. And uh, Sean, you are just one of a kind. I don't know many people. This is Carl, the right hand man. And he were also searching for coffee, too. Good job, Carl. So the, at the end of the day, who the heck are you? Tell us a story about how on earth Sean and I met many years ago under bad circumstances. 
and he and I had a rough conversation the very first time, and he handled it so extremely well because I was upset about something, but he didn't let that phase him. He loved me back into reality, said it was an honest mistake uh, a third party had make. Guess who it was, by the way? Excuse me, didn't mean to spit on you. The one and only Kiki Wallace. And <laughs> as a result of that, a rumor had started out there in the world by Kiki and some of his friends that wasn't true. And Sean happened to step into the middle of it to try to straighten it all out. And I wasn't in the mood to hear it. That was my introduction to this guy. And I fell in love with him that day just because of the way he handled that situation. So, Sean, tell us who the heck you are. So, first and foremost, I, I work every day to be a better husband and a better father. And I check each week. I ask my bride on a scale of 1 to 10, how was I as a husband? I ask Mason, now I get... I, real world answers on a scale of one to 10. How was I as a dad? And I do that every week and I check in because we've all learned and I've learned from you. If you don't inspect what you expect, boy, you could wind up in a world of, you know what, pretty darn quick. So I grew up on a farm in Ohio, barely made it through high school, had a 0.9 grade point average. I've now stood on 30 stages in 30, well, multiple stages in 30 countries around the world, been translated into over 40 languages with a 0.9 grade point average, not because of what I know, it's because of what I've learned. And the way I learned is the way, uh, the way Henry Ford said, it's not the answer to the question, it's having the access to the people that have the answers, kind of like the two of you sitting there who've helped me out throughout my career in ways I don't even know about and in ways I do know about. And most of them I say thank you for, the other ones I still owe you for. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Where I love you is that you are, Rick Manelius works with Adrian. And he got his PhD from MIT and his doctoral thesis will not be discovered for what, another decade? Something like that. Yeah, something like that. So a long time from now. And that's kind of where I think you've operated for a very, ever since I met you. Like you were one step or one decade ahead of everybody. Everybody was really basically trying to teach the same thing over and over and over again with a little different spin and a little different price point. And you've never played that game. You've just stayed to your true self of a learner, and now you're at a place where you are finally ready to roll it out to the world, as I understand it. That pretty much true? It is. And, and one of the challenges is, and it didn't happen, you know, it's one of those things Napoleon Hill says in Think and Grow Rich, no fewer than 100 times has the secret to success been revealed on these pages. And as soon as you find it, stop and turn down a drink. I've been searching, I've been going, I've accumulated all of this. I've been this continuous learner. I've been this continuous implementer. And one of the things that I've learned is there is now a synergistic approach that the challenge with most people have is the reason I coined the term personal undevelopment is because we've been stacking crap on top of crap on top of stuff on top of stuff for so long. That old story that runs at our core competency, that runs our core, our core beliefs, right? Our BS, our belief system hasn't been rewired and there's a way to rewire it because what ch the challenge that we have is that the, 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 the problem with learning, it's in our body. This is a physiological lesson that we need to learn, that we need to rewire our body so that all of this great stuff that we learn can actually sink in because we've been carrying the old story for so long, we're lost in it no matter how much we'll put the, we'll put the lipstick on a pig kind of thing going to events. I've did that for years. And then I finally had a breakthrough, and I understand that we've got to upgrade our hardware. Part of our hardware, there's two parts to it. There's our physiology, and there's our brain, the physical brain we've got to upgrade. So that's what I've been working on. That's what I teach, and all of it through an, through an idea of just simple conversations, helping people realize they don't need another event. Everybody's got enough information right now 
They just need the key to unlock that story that they've been holding on to for too long that doesn't serve them anymore. So Sean, how, how did that breakthrough of getting out of just this accumulation of new information in the next event and all this sort of stuff and, and just trying to sort of learn your way out of it and then understanding that it's actually, you were going about it the, the wrong way. How did that breakthrough come for you personally? Well, the couple of things happened. The, the, well, one of the life-changing moments, the life-defining moments for me when I was 14, my brother was outed by a friend he brought home from school. And back in the 70s, late 70s, early 80s, coming out to your family, and even today, is still not an easy thing to do. But back then, it wasn't easy at all. And it was World War 17 for my family. And I chose on that day, through trials and tribulations and so many tears, I said, I will choose to never have another bad day. So I've worked from the age of 14 to now 56 on not having bad days. I still have them. But the learning, the explosion happened when I just looked at the numbers. Success is a math problem. If we have 80,000 thoughts a day, 60,000 depends on who you ask, and 85% of them are not in our favor. 60,000 thoughts a day and 80% of them are not in our favor. We've been studying personal development for over 150 years. Why are the numbers still the same? 98%, 97% in a failure rate, in a non-success rate. Why are the 3% still doing it? Why didn't the sticky notes work? I, ha- I had to step back and say, I can't teach what doesn't work. And what I found out was, is that it's stuck in our body. And for the last 902 days, I've done a, a, a morning show and I've given, I've helped people unlock their lives simply by having a strategic conversation with them at a cellular level that unlocks and you can physically see the metamorphosis in people's bodies change on a daily basis. And within 20 minutes, their body changes. So th- that was a breakthrough. And I said, I need to go study more of that. And that's when I understood that your memory is stored in your cells. And when we understand that we can improve our body, when we sit in this Sadhguru, one of the 50 most influential people in, the, in India says, you have a simple thing, choose joy or misery. In the Bible, it says, I lay before you life and death. And it gives us the cheat code, choose life. These little simple things that we choose to not follow, we're wor- more worried about algorithms and, 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 and formulas for I don't know what. So it's another reason why I've fallen in love with you guys continuously, because it's the fire your brain, higher your heart. We've got to upgrade our brain. And there's no telling what it can do with our heart. That's that's huge. And so we got two minutes. Okay, we're good. So uh, I'm not too smart. And the physiological in your cells, (coughs) what? So you got to unpack that a little bit more, Sean. Okay. So um, do you remember one of your birthdays? Yes. Which one? My 16th. 16th. Why didn't you remember your 15th? Don't ask. (laughs) Uh, Because it didn't feel like as big of a milestone, I guess. So why did the memory go to that? Why did you quantum leap back? You're you're older than 16. You may be 18 looking at you. Why did you you go back to 16? Why did you quantum leap back to that? You're, You're... your brain has been running that at a subconscious level and where that got stored, where was your 16th birthday stored and what part of your brain was it stored in the visual, the auditory? Was it, what would make the 16th birthday an amazing thing? Uh, I guess the visual. 
So all of this is stored in your occipital part of the brain, in the, in the visual part of your brain. And so now where does that store in your body? Where did you feel that in your body now that we're talking about it? Don't, don't, don't go to the, the, me, the questioning side of it. Think about the party. Where do you feel it physically in your body? In my ears. So it was also auditory. That's how this stuff is stored. When I talk to you about going to do more calls, I, I do a lot in the MLM world, right? Me loving more mentors leading mentors. All of that to say, when we understand that the stories and the memories we have, all of that is stored in our body. And after the break, we'll get to that. Oh, man, he saw the break coming. That was awesome. Wow, Sean, you are a real pro. Genesis Communication Network, that's where we are. Thanks, Ted Anderson, for decades of letting us be on the air with you. We are coming back right after this. This is the Network Marketing Leadership Show with Adrian Chenault and Sean Murphy. Stick around. All right, baby. That was awesome, Sean. I was worried. I, I went, oh, no, we went, we've opened this space too much. So thank you for hitting pause. We'll come back to that. I'll never forget when I was, I came out when I was 42 years old. And I told my dad, finally, at age 42, I said, Dad, I'm coming out. And he said, I knew it. And I said, what? Dad? And he says, you're gay. I go, no, I'm a multi-level marketer. And he looked at me and said, I wish you were gay. That was a great day in my life. So that was that was pretty awesome in my, so I know how you feel with your, as a child, Sean. That was unbelievable. All right, Adrian, take it away, baby. I saved that joke for the... Uh, for the break, actually, so no, I'm pretty good. proud of myself yes, on that. We could stack that right up against some sponsor content. Yeah, some really sponsor good. content from contactmapping.com. This show brought to you by Contact Mapping, where your lives turn into absolute connections and your lives turn into people who you get to know. And this is one of the things, listen, I know you're going to talk about contact. Can I talk about it for just a second? Go for it. When you understand the power of contact mapping, if you take Joseph Campbell's Hero's Journey and you understand the power that you now have, here to take people and assist them, become the mentor to them on their journey with contact mapping. One of the things that's most valuable is they need to know there's a mentor there. How do they know there's a mentor there? Because a mentor will teach you what you didn't know you could do. When you reach out to somebody and say, hey, listen, I see your birthday's coming up. I've got an anniversary for you. Remember when we talked to you about X, Y, and Z five months ago, five years ago, 50, 15 days ago? What this does, the, the, the secret that I don't know that too many people have unpacked inside of the contact mapping app is what it does to help people on their journey that you can't go with them, but you can walk with them. You can't stand, you can't take them through the journey, but you can give them some guidance and some light along the way. So that's why I love contact mapping. It's, it's so true. And that, that point that there's things that, and so often, you know, I think about the mentors that I've had in my life. Mentors often tell me something that I thought I understood, but I just wasn't actually hearing what they were telling me. And then they get you to see it and to experience the depth of, you know, that this isn't a soundbite. This isn't conventional wisdom. There's a, there's a deep truth here and you're, you're paying lip service to it at best. And that's when that huge breakthrough occurs. And I think that's true of contact mapping. We, we, we're talking to Eric Worre's community on two Mondays ago. And, and we actually talked about that, that, you know, this idea of fire your brain and hire your heart, this idea of really living your life through your connections, you know, at least in network marketing, it's often comes across like conventional wisdom, but it's the depth of what it really is, is so much. Better, right. 
tremendous. Yeah. And all of you need to get that this whole thing needs to go from your brain, from your heart to your brain, back to your heart, and then out to your hands. And most of you are trying to intellectual intellectualize something that's impossible to intellectual eyes because you're around human beings that are going to change all the time. So there's no script that fits. It's just you and them heart to heart. And then you can use the app to figure it out. What, you know, so said no one ever, Sean, who's your barber? <laughs> Where'd you get the haircut? Did you just get it? Who cut your hair? <laughs> you normally see me in a hat. Is that what happened? You look so much different today, so visibly different. I want to know your barber's name. Yeah. That's a contact mapping thing. That's a, that's a remember moment. Find things about people to remember and that is unique to them, and the party is over. We're coming back right after this. This is the Network Marketing Leadership Show, contactmapping.com forward slash free. Go download it. And we're back. It's the Network Marketing Leadership Show with Adrian Chenault. That's me and Tom and Sean Murphy, who I just think is all of it in a bag of chips. The guy exemplifies, you know, it's he is natural in spiritual things and spiritual in natural things. And I am somewhat somewhat of a cusser. I know you guys know that if you know me, I say some bad words once in a while. And I'll never forget the day that Sean grabbed me and said, you know, you don't need to communicate that way. And I said, why? He said, it's the lazy man's way to communicate. And I have never met anybody in my lifetime that complained that I didn't cuss enough. And I think you need to look at that. And that was a tough thing for me to hear because it's kind of like my identity. It's about the only thing from my old drinking days that I can still hearken toward and still be that same old guy. But he haunted me with his words because it came from his soul, not his mouth or his head. He meant it like personally took the time out to tell me that if I didn't cuss so much, I would be a better man, not for him, but for me. That's the mark of a true friend. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah. It's telling the, telling the truth in love is it's hard to hear. The best thing you can do as a friend. Yeah. It's very cool, Sean. Well, one of the things one of the things that's that's important is as you build relationships and through the app that the, the show is brought to you by contact mapping is to really understand that we're we're operating at a cellular level the, our words go in they turn into chemicals and they create a chemical inside of somebody dopamine all of the different things that it does it triggers the hippocampus the hypothalamus the amygdala what can you do in this moment to help people have a center and that's, that's the key to all communication right now, is to help people have a moment where they can be centered, where they can feel safe. And one of the things that we talk about is per, as professional speakers, right? We're all professional speakers and we get paid for it. If 7% are the words, why is everybody focused on a freaking script if that's only 7% success? Do you realize that you can smile? I, I teach my students who I mentor personally. I, I, they have to get to a point to where they sit across from somebody and smile. And they go, I don't know what you're doing, but I want to do it with you. That's when you have this at a cellular level. This is There's not a single program that will teach you how do you sit in your essence to become a better human being. 
And you cannot think your way into that. You need to upgrade your brain so you can make better decisions to allow yourself to accept that. But soon as you allow yourself to sit in your essence, because here's what my daddy taught me, who you are, speak so loud. I don't need to hear a damn word you're saying. (laughs) Case in point is our one good friend that could not put seven words together if his life depended on it. But you love him more than almost anybody you've ever met after 30 seconds of knowing him. And that's the one and only Chad Williams, right? Absolutely. His heart is so big when he shakes his hand, your hand with that meat hook of his and and then he fall. And then you and if you get to hug him, I promise you, your life isn't complete until you get a hug from Chad from Chadillac. Uh, and just he's just got this huge heart. And he is the epitome. He's the poster child of who you are. Speaks so loud. I don't need to hear what you say. Yeah. And he gave up trying to be smart and he gave up trying to, and he became Chad because of you, because of your 300 903 shows. He listened probably to every one of them. And the man that has come out of the other side of that is absolutely magnificent. I know so many women that are a part of that thing that it's unbelievable. And what you're doing is you're giving people access to their humanity and their heart. And then you're teaching them the skills to take that out into the world to become better people and more effective. And that's what I love about you. Well, and here's the thing. Everybody who's listening to this right now, the world needs you. Because if if your vibe attracts your tribe, if you're listening to the to the network marketing leadership show and you're friends with the Chenaults, the younger one more than the elder one, you will have this life that is life-changing. And my more importantly, the world needs you. We, this doesn't need to end here. This conversation doesn't need to end here. Anything good you have doesn't need to end when it ends. It just should be the beginning. And I would encourage you to go find a way to tell this story, to tell your story. Hey, listen, I was talking to some people today. You know what? Maybe I realized some of the conversation, some of the stress I had to you was a little bit tough, a little bit strong. You know what? Maybe we need to have a better heart-to-heart conversation. That conversation you had with me about cussing was was hard and it was strong, but it never felt hard or strong because of the way that you delivered it with love and compassion. And it was a defining moment in my life. I still will throw a little bad word out once in a while, but I will tell you, I'm more conscious of that than I ever was because of you and all of you. How do they, how do people get a hold of you, Sean? They can reach out to me, SeanGMurphy.com. You can find me on social media, Sean G. Murphy now in different Instagram or all of those different places. But SeanGMurphy.com and reach out to me and and listen, have a conversation. I'll, I'll direct you towards the morning calls. There's ways you can find out about to have access to that. The key is this. You deserve more. And we'll touch it on the break. We'll touch more about it on the break. All right. We'll be back right after this Genesis Communication Network. Stick around. All right. Oh, you we're back. All right. So, Sean, one of the things that I think you've always done, but you've maybe done a new or done in a deeper way is you've really created a not only just it isn't about Sean, like you've created this community of people. And I believe that inside of that community, I observe that inside that community, there is the what we call the BLTs. There's a sense of belonging. They feel loved, they trust you, and they feel safe with you and with each other. And that seems to me really a transformative 
component of what you have been able to create because of the relationships that you've built in that community. Is that true? It is because uh, I was just reading somewhere. If, if you want beauty, plant flowers. If you want shade, plant trees. If you want, if you want a lifetime of success, plant ideas. And so in, it's in the planting of ideas. It's in, it's in asking questions. There's, I, I do 30 minutes of, of training, of, of push content. But then after that, it turns into, what did you get out of it? I, my daddy taught me to ask a question. What's one thing you learned, one thing you liked? And that will reveal more to you about what, where they're sitting in versus what you think is important that you just said. But listen, everybody's got the everybody's got the key for their success. It's as close as their skin. I just show them how to pick it up and unlock themselves. Very powerful. And so, as you're doing this, and you you know you've attracted this tribe of people that are that are on this journey with you. How are you building individual relationships with the, with those people? Well, uh, listen, I do a lot of mail, <laughs> and the reason is, is because it's about being able to keep connected with people. And listen, I, I use the contact mapping and I feel like I'm like the contact mapping. I use contact map. It's about staying connected. It's all of the different resources that we have from the large teams that I have in Latin America who are absolutely incredible to people on a global scale who come to the call. It's a little simple thing, calling them on WhatsApp on video and saying, hey, listen, I was just thinking of you. I love you. And it freaks them out. I, I'm, I'm not that busy that I can't go and say hello to somebody and tell them I love them. That's one of the big things that I learned early on is, is being able to have the courage to actually say I love you. It, it's, it seems strange to some people, but once they get to hear that and they hear it a couple of times, all of a sudden it really activates something inside of them. So. It's really about helping people to, to, to learn how to love more. And if they start with that one in the mirror, it, that's even better. Well, we think you are all of it in a bag of chips. Nick Sorensen, Ron Henley, all you people, Daniela and Leslie, all of you people listening to him, his fan club. Thank you for watching him. Thank you for plugging into his life. He's making all of us better because of the way that he's touching everybody's life. I'll never forget the dinner that we had with Al Bala and his beautiful wife, Johanna, down in Dallas that time. And I just watched them like wrapped. I mean, this is a guy that has a network marketing pedigree like I've never seen before. And he was mesmerized by Sean Murphy for two reasons, how much he could eat at that Brazilian steakhouse and all the wisdom that came out of his mouth. We're going to come back here in a second. Right after this, we're going back to the show. Contact mapping. What? You got to hold another minute. We got to hold. No, we don't. 34. Well, why would you look at me to say something? I said I was giving you the chance oh, to ask Oh, God. I thought I was supposed to. He never <laughs> asked me to do a damn thing. Oh, I cussed. Except uh, bring us back from the breaks. I mean, I'm being written out of the script. All right. Keep going, baby. Sorry. <laughs> First contact I'm mapping. Here. Listen, contact mapping is at .com forward slash free. And if you don't have the app, go to go go find Adrian on Instagram, click on him and send a message to him so that he can send you the app. You ought to see the job, Michelle Eldridge. If you're not following oh, us on well, Instagram and all over the social media, the team that they put together that are doing that is absolutely magnificent. You have you've got to, you got it going, buddy. So she's she is the bomb. She's such a she's so smart and we we're having fun and 
I'm, I'm doing all sorts of embarrassing things. So you should follow contact mapping on Instagram just to uh, have, have a laugh either uh, with me or at me, depending on the day. But we're having fun over there. So we're coming back. And we're back. It's the Network Marketing Leadership Show, long segment presented by contactmapping.com with the one and only Sean Murphy. You want to follow this guy. He is the real deal in all areas of his life. He's a student of the profession. He's the student of what it is to be a human being. He's done a podcast or something like that every day for over 900 days. And the people that I know that he has transformed is a lot. And these people are good people. So could you do it? Heck yes. Will you do it? I hope so. So track him down. Back to you, Adrian. Rhonda Bird's in the house. We love you. You're the coolest. All right. So here's the, here's the question for you. I want to kind of come back to where we were. Uh, in that first segment, Sean. So you talked about how there's this physiological, there's this this sense of the body. And I almost, so I, I want you to unpack this more because it sounds like what you're talking about is that the brain is in many ways actually blocking us from moving forward. Is that right? Well, so here, the brain does two things. It runs on a pattern. First, it, it looks for two things, the saber-toothed tiger. We've heard that before. Will it kill me? Or how fast can I recognize the pattern? The brain uses 20% of our energy, our oxygen, our fluid flow. It's, 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 it's just so valuable, a piece of real estate, and we do nothing to improve on it. So the, the brain runs on patterns. And the first thing it's going to do is, if it's not going to kill me, I'm going to run the pattern. But the challenge is, is because the way we've been hypersensitized because of social media and no likes or this, that, or the other, uh, de depression is up 400%. Uh, women, girls, young girls cutting themselves is up like 182%. All of these things because we have these stressors in our brain. And the challenge is, is that we're not doing anything to calm that down. Our parasympathetic and our sympathetic nervous system are not in alignment. You can check that out by through your heart variability rate. So all of that to say this, Adrian, if we just learn to slow down and breathe, when your kids are upset, you sit with them and you mimic their energy. If they get stressed, you get stressed. But when you really are, it's one of those moments where you need to calm them down and you look at your bride or you look at the kids and you go, I, I would say, I've done this before, Mason, you know, I love you. Instantly, you'll watch their sympathetic nervous system change. So all of this is stuck in our body. The emotions that we carry, if, you, if I said to you all of a sudden, you're going on the GoPro stage next month, you'd get a little knot in your stomach. Where did that come from? All I gave you was a bit of information. If I told you your dad's gonna walk out on stage in his underwear, you'd freak out. Oh, wait a minute, he already did that. My point is, is that we have these, these physical responses to ideas and thoughts that should not affect us or make us afraid. Where does that come from? It comes from our self-talk. It comes from programming. 98% of what you believe is not your belief. It's what somebody else told you to believe. And that's the challenge. 1% of the population think, 2% think they think, the other 97% would rather die than think. What we need right now is we need thought leaders. We need people who take time, who slow down, who journal, who actually connect with another human at a level that's beyond a check, that's beyond uh, what can you do for me. Go out and see who you can love today. Right now, I would dare anybody who's even watching this, go send four messages right now that just say, I love you. I promise you, you will get back messages you never thought possible simply from saying that. So 
when we when I say all of this is in our body, we don't have anybody teaching how to unlock it out of our body. We keep piling stuff on top of stuff on top of stuff on top of stuff, and we and we don't undevelop. And when we begin to undevelop, we begin to unleash all that's inside of us. When I was down in Dallas recently, like within the month, I'm sitting with Sean. He could talk about nothing but Mason and his wife and his proudest moments. And the entire conversation wasn't about anything he'd done. It was about something like Rhonda Bird Parker and his her unbelievable speech at the company convention, having worked side by side with Sean for months and months and months and months and months and ended up on a big, big stage in front of a lot of really big people and completely slayed it. And to watch him like a proud dad was unbelievable to me because I saw him do the same thing with Chad Williams and so many other people. I love you for that, Sean. Uh, and it, it's, it's these moments because Daniela Jukic, who's here as well, does a gratitude call. And you've been on that. And yeah. it's, one of the most, it's one of the most talked about episodes. And when we sit in gratitude, we get to absolutely, in the movie The Secret, when we saw people sit in gratitude, and when Bill Harris's center point technology was talking about, and the, and the waves go out, all I want to do is change the world that I circle in. I can't change the world you circle in. But if I'm happy as a lark and I'm enjoying life and I'm telling stories, well, somebody's going to show up and go, I hope I wind up in his spotlight. And that's what you taught me is how do you put people in the spotlight? Because somebody's eventually going to go, who's running that damn spotlight? And that's when we get that's when we get our accolades. How about when you were the MC in front of the ANMP and all the various things you've done and you just, you know, what you do is you put really, really small people on great big pedestals, which elevates you to a level that is unheard of. I mean, every time I see you down there on the boat with Lisa and Curtis, I, I think, I when am I going to get in the cool kids club? And you live there by virtue of the fact that you don't want to be there, but everybody just brings you along in the slipstream because you're such an astounding human being and you know so much you're a wise man but you're hanging out kind of on the periphery until everybody realizes that the common denominator to all these successful people seems to be this crazy guy in the back with a hat named Sean Murphy. How did you pull that off? How did you decide that putting all that attention on other people put so much more attention on you? So we, we always learn a lot from our mentors. My dad, it continues to be my greatest mentor. He's gone on and he now serves me at a higher level. Uh, but he always said this, it doesn't, any job can get done if it doesn't matter who gets the credit. Boy, I got to tell you, that aggravated the bejeebies out of me. It's like, when do I get to step in? And then all of a sudden there was a switch again, like Adrian talked about earlier, when you have this aha moment, it's like karma is karma, whether it's good or bad. It's the intensity with which you do it. And, and you say this all the time, love more, love harden and love some more. And if it's in that loving that I get to sit back here because I know karma's coming around. I, I don't do it with the intent to do it, but I know it can't. It, it's impossible for it to not show back up because especially where we're at right now today, we need people who love harder, love stronger. And that's going to take some significant personal inside, right? The best way out of a lot of the problems we're in is to go inside. So I went inside and I worked on that and I said, how can I serve at such a level that I can separate myself from anyone else. And you know the biggest way I can do that? 
is to call somebody up like you or get a message from you. And it's, it's one of those messages that say, hey, listen, I was thinking about you. I love you. And that's it. We need more of that. I, I, I have no secret. It's just that I do that more than most others. So that's how I get, I get, I get drug around. <laughs> Plus, I'm not, too, I'm not, I'm, 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 I'm a pretty sharp knife when it comes to the things that are key with move, moving humanity. There you go. So, for somebody who is has been paying attention to what we're talking about today, and maybe has kind of realized that this hamster wheel, even of you know doing all these personal development things, and you know, just it doesn't seem like I'm really moving forward. I'm just consuming a lot of content or trying, you know, doing all this stuff. And we got to go on this journey of undevelopment. What's the first step to break that cycle and, and start down a new path? So in, in 30 seconds, the key is to go back to that moment. Usually it's, it's history says, psychology says it's somewhere between six and eight years old. There was something, there was a life defining moment that happened that you have forgotten about or this out of the other. Go back and, and just remember that moment and realize that it made you stronger. It may have sucked. It may have been the most heart-wrenching thing. I walk people through this process. Go back and remember and say, hey, listen, that was then. I choose to live now. That made me who I am. And I'm okay with being the next version of me, which is a better version of me. Yeah. And do people, in your experience, do people usually, Jim Weather said two of my favorite people, so I had to ask him which two. Uh, so <laughs> I don't think he likes his dad very well. Thanks, James. Uh, so, uh, so do you find that people usually need a little help in getting back to that place and, and, and discovering what it was? Or you, if you really just take the time, can you do that by yourself? Well, you can do it by yourself if you use a QLQ. And QLQ in psychology stands for quantum linguistic question. So when you ask yourself, Einstein said, problems that are made with the mind of man can't be solved by the same mindset that created them. So when you ask a quantum linguistic question, that takes you to another level. And the question like that is, so here's some questions you could ask yourself. If there's a thing you're struggling with right now, today, in this moment, in the, in the rest of this afternoon, who do I become when that situation is resolved? Ask that question and then the brain looks for it since it doesn't have any history in that pattern in the history of your memory. It's got to look to the future. And so quantum linguistically, quantumly, you change yourself. You become that person and you start to answer that question from the person you're becoming. Right. It says in the Bible on the way to it doesn't say at the destination. It says on the way to. So a, a quantum linguistic question is ask yourself, who do I become? What changes in my world when that problem no longer exists? How do I serve my family better when I elevate myself to the level that I'm choosing to operate at? You start to ask those questions. There is no answer in your history. So the only thing that's available is the, what I call the frontier. And what's available to us in the frontier is every answer you're looking for. And all of it happens through your brain. So. Wow. All right. Well, that one's about 14 miles beyond my pay grade, but I'll tell you one thing right now. It makes sense for my subconscious. So, yeah. I, so here's what I think. And, and I've not, I have never heard that before and it made nothing but sense. And the thing that stands out to me is that you, out of all of that, how do you, ha you've got to find a way to give, get perspective on where you've been. And it's hard. You can't do that if you're re-experiencing it. 
And so you need a person to help you do that, or you need a question to help you do that, or both to get to that space, right? To get the, to create that separation. Uh, absolutely. And, and usually that's what, this is where, this is the difference between coaches and mentors, right? A teacher will teach you what you need to know. A coach will teach you what you want to do better. A mentor will teach you how to do things you didn't know you could do. This is, this is about be, having a mentor that, that asks you the question, not tied to the answer. Most people who are coaches want to ask you a question so they get an answer that's within their wheelhouse. I hope I get it. I get answer. I get questions every day that aren't in my wheelhouse. And the answer back to that is, who do you become if that question was answered? When you start to sit down and ask yourself, I ask Mason every day, who do you become with a 4.0 grade point average? And instantly he becomes aware of a new person. He becomes aware of what's possible to him. And that's what a quantum linguistic question does. It makes us aware of what's possible to us. Holy mackerel. All right, you guys, you need to know Sean Murphy because he's going to take your brain and put it in your heart and he's going to put your heart back where it belongs and you're going to start able to actually listen to your heart instead of being conned by your brain. Trust me, I am right on this one. I love you all. We're coming back right after this. This is the Network Marketing Leadership Show. We're back, baby. We're back. Last break. Really cool stuff, Sean. And what I love about it is you have turned it into reality in your morning calls. I'm watching people transform. They're becoming better people, but they're also becoming more successful. And those two don't normally go hand in hand. And you have done it. You've cracked that code, which proves up what you said you were going to accomplish on this planet before you died. And I believe that you're headed that way in a hurry here. And I want to acknowledge you for that, man. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. And the key is, you know, we look at these life-changing moment events. That phone call that you and I had umpteen years ago, it was funny. To me, it was funny. You absolutely lit into it. You were on fire. And you know what? It's a good thing I didn't have contact mapping because I might have just put big ass right there. Big <laughs> asterisk right there is what I might have put. But I didn't have it to do that. Yeah. But, uh, no, it, it's all good. <laughs> Doug Sarah, I want to give a shout out to him. Uh, Denise is having a big surgery on Thursday and it's a bad one. You know, she, she's getting a knee replaced or something, what rebuilt, what, what, I don't even actually know what she's going to have happen. What's going on? She's getting reconstructive surgery on a torn meniscus. So Doug sent in one of those Beamer machines out of the sky blue, just showed up on the front porch. So this big box shows up on the front porch. We don't know how to work it. So Caroline Riddick, who's another person who was just unbelievable, drives all the way over to the house and she pulls that thing out of the box and then completely installs it for Denise to get ready for the surgery. Because they all know that she's going to be on her own without me because I'm such a whack job that I'm begging everybody to come by and help. But I'm going to tell you one thing right now. This proves when the chips are a little bit down that we've got friends. And I want that for all of you, because I'll tell you one thing right now. You can't have enough friends. And the way that you get those is use your heart, not your head, I think. Right. Yeah, I completely agree. And and, and you be a friend first. Yeah. Right? You know, Doug is incredible. Doug is so generous and it's a two way street. He knows that we would do anything for him. We know he'd do anything for us. And cultivating those kinds of friends in life and really treating them like the most important thing because that's what they are is so important and you know there's times when life everything is going great in life and that you 
you know, maybe you don't feel like you need all the, you know, you don't need much from those friends because you, you know, it's all coming your way, but those are seasons and those seasons never last forever. And there's going to be a time when the water gets deep and it might be from where and when you least expect it. And having invested in those friendships, having dug your well before you're thirsty, having put the emphasis on those most important things when you didn't have to means that you can count on them when you do have to. And that's who Doug is for us. Yeah, just that's who you want. And the BLTS is Adrian. Actually, we've mentioned it on two breaks, which is insane. We should have it in the show. But when people know they belong in your tribe, that they know that you love them, that they know that they can trust you and that they're safe with you, miracles happen. And with the people in our life, we feel that way about them and they feel that way about us. And that might not be everybody in the world, but we have that community. And that's what Sean's created. That's what contactmapping.com has created. That's if you're trying to figure out ahead a way to get ahead in this game, that's what you need to create in your community is the BLTSs, right? Yeah, that's if you have that, you're never going to you're going to have unlimited resources available to you for whatever you want to do and to help other people. Yep. All right. Stick around a second. And we're back. It's the Network Marketing Leadership Show with the one and only Sean G. Murphy. And don't forget the G for that stands for ginormous. And the guy is not only about seven foot one, but his heart is even bigger. You want to do business with this guy. You want to find him. You want to plug in with him. And he is going to be the epitome of fire your brain, hire your heart, love like crazy, then love more. And this guy is a guy that I consider a mentor. And that's a pretty short list for me at this age. But Sean Murphy, I can call. No, he's going to tell me the truth. And I love him for that. And I think you will too. So hook up with him. How many books have you are you in right now with Kyle well, Wilson and all those people? So uh, three, three number one bestsellers right now. Wow. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, with a 0.9 grade point average. Yeah, considering spelling's a second language for me. <laughs> yeah. Are any of them thicker than this manuscript? Um, yes. So, sadly to say, yes, they're thicker than that. All right. Good. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, Sean, you've really done some powerful things over the last couple of years. Where, you know, what's, as you look out ahead over the next 12 months, what's, what's the next level of impact that you're looking to create? Good question. So the, the next level of impact is generationally, right? So my goal is to leave a legacy of 600 generations because there's two times you die. There's the time they put you in the ground and then there's the second time you die. It's the last time your name is ever spoken. So my goal is to leave a legacy of 600 generations. So that being said, in what I do is the same thing that we do inside of our profession of MLM, me loving more, is the person that you're about to that's come to you to have a conversation about the business, they're going to be okay. They're already, they've got maybe possibly an entrepreneurial mindset. What I look for is how can I take care of their kids? How can I take care of the next generation that's behind them? Because if something God forbid happens to me, I have, I have a commitment to those who are this next and the next generation. Can I impact people at a bigger level? Can I impact people at a cellular level? Cause here's another thing that'll kind of blow your mind. Adrian, when you're sitting there and you're having a great day, I can promise you I can call your bride and your kids are having a good day. I can promise you also that if you're having a bad day, you get home, you're like, why is the whole world gone to hell in a handbasket? 
the DNA that, re that resides in you, right, quantum physics says, also resides in them, and that any electrons ever in, in sync with each other, if you're having a good day, half of them is having a good day. I learned that about 22 years ago from Greg Braden, and I said, I'll never have another bad day, because if I'm ever blessed to have a child, my DNA flows through them, and if I have a bad day, he'll have a bad day. So when I look at this, if I, the way I can have my impact is if I can impact somebody strong enough, deep enough at a level that changes their, their being of allowing them to have, be exactly who they were, not limited by who somebody told them they could be, I have impact on generations that aren't even here yet. Why is a guy like you involved in network marketing? And what do you think about the state of the network marketing in the future? What's it hold for it? The future, the future holds place for the, it's kind of where we're at in the personal development world as well. We've lost some of the giants. We've lost some of the, 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 the gold standards that would have thrown out a lot of the people who are in training right now. And I'm going to probably be run over by a truck, but because of saying that. So where network marketing is going to take us, it's going to take us to those people who Lisa Grossman says it best, less presentation, more conversation. Social media has been a has been a great way for some people to make a lot of checks, but they're not making the connection. We're going to have a recycle and the recycle is going to be who is the biggest lover on the planet? Who does the biggest recognition on the planet? Angel Fletcher is one of those people, right? Lisa Grossman, Curtis Broom, they're one of those people. You're one of those people. When I, so that's the future is going to be for those who do the recognition. For those who fall in love with their community at a level that, that that doesn't even exist yet right now. So that's what I think of, of the industry and where it's going. Mel Atwood's on here. Holy We mackerel. love that guy. Hi, Mel. Love you. Mel. Hey, Mel. How are you? Ron Henley. Good to see you. Too cute. Yeah, so here we go. Yeah, so everybody, if you're watching this, I mean, what I want you to really think about is how much is enough learning before you start doing and how do you start doing it's when you're getting out there and your ears are working, you're with human beings, you're creating communication and connection, and you're letting people realize you're going somewhere and you want them to come along. Is that pretty much it, Sean? It, it is. And I, I wasn't sure what you said there because of the alliteration that came across. <laughs> yes, where we want people to go, if you can learn how to say hello as if you did to your bride when you saw them on your wedding day or somebody that you saw if you honestly this is about energetic field right now and the funny thing is is you can show up to somebody 10 minutes before your body shows up can you be in such a state that says it's going to be okay now you're going to have to pull up you're going to have to put your boots on you're going to have to take care of you which means you're going to have to take some time to sharpen your own saw you're going to have to take some time to journal for yourself. If you if you used to journal, start again. What do I say? Start with just, hey, listen, I love you. I promise you, it, it seems so sophomoric. It seems so elementary. I, I promise you, there's not two blades of grass outside that are arguing over the sun going, you give me, I'll give you. There's not two branches. There's an old Indian proverb. Two branches never fight amongst themselves for the sun. I would encourage you to, to reduce the fighting, the aggravation, and the frustration, and just go start to stand in your peace. Uh, Armand next week? Yep. Armand Payet. How do you say his last Puyo. name? Puyo. You guys know him. Armand Puyo. Oh, my gosh. That's a 
That's a rock star. Amazing guy. Just exactly like Sean. We're coming back next week on the Network Marketing Leadership Show. You guys, thank you for listening to him. Hook up with him. He's the best. We'll be back next week. And the show is over, but we're still here. Don't hang up, Sean. How are you, buddy? You feeling pretty good about your life? I I love it. Uh, Mason starts school tomorrow. I get to go wake him up and send him off to school to senior year. I was telling Adrian before when you were walking around, I got to take him on his first day in kindergarten, and I got to walk with him on his classes yesterday. And how tall is he? He's he's 6'2". He's getting to be 6'2 right now. And And he's lost a whole bunch of – he's slimmed down. He's lost probably about 18 pounds. He's like looking rock stars. What about how, what size shoe? Uh, funny thing with the weight loss, he's down from a 14 to a 13. So you need to his, shoe, his feet even shrunk. Yes. That's, that's impossible. It, it, well, it didn't, they didn't shrink this way. It was this way. It was the, 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 the Hobbit effect, right? So yeah. JR Togan, his foot got skinnier. Is he, <laughs> is he still playing lacrosse? Yes. Yeah. We just came back from a Connecticut trip to where, uh, he was uh, one of five goalies, and I think he would probably outshone most of them up in Connecticut. So we just got back from a, a college tryout. So that was cool. Wow, 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 wow. So, Sean, I, I loved when you were talking about that before the show. And my youngest goes to kindergarten next week. So raising a little boy, what's what's your most important piece of advice for somebody that's getting, getting towards the end of a big piece of the journey? Uh, um don't stop writing them notes. This is a journal that I have for uh, Daniela and her little boy. And I've been writing notes almost every day to him. And why would I do that? So that when he's 16 or 18 or whenever he, his mom pisses him off, I can go back and read. So I can read on a day that says February 18th. Uh, her wrap up on the morning call was amazing. Uh, it was amazing to listen to your mom wrap up her thoughts. And on the call, we are our own and we are in this powerful every day. That's from February 18th. That's right. cool stuff. So I would encourage you, write notes to your kids. I don't care where you do it, voice, text them, whatever it is, but but start to create a thing so that when you talk about it, because you'll forget it and they won't forget it. But when they look at the note that you wrote them on kindergarten, when you walk them into kindergarten and you took time to write that down, that'll change them at a, at a level that's unbelievable when they get to read that two years or five years or when they're married. And you grew up with your kids and I grew up with these guys. They can say a lot. I was a terrible dad. I mean, I didn't know how to cook. I didn't know how to do anything. They were actually my parents, Adrian and Courtney and Dominic. But there was one thing that was constant. We were at every basketball game. We were at everything because of this profession. And if you people want that, that's what, that's what is waiting for you. If you embrace this great network marketing profession. So we're out of here. We'll see you all next week. We love you for being on here, Sean. Thank love you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. See you later, baby. Love you all. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.